Let's go to the great state of West Virginia and welcome on our friend Brandon Lowe. Talk a little bit of Mountaineers as he is the host over there in West Virginia. On the jock, he's on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Great to have him on the show as always. And before we start with Brandon on uh, the big topics in West Virginia, let's first ask you to take out 30 seconds and leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. If you leave me a rating and a review, it'll take you 30 seconds to do, and then send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. It would mean so much to me, and I know you say, why does it matter? It helps us beat ESPN. It helps us beat Fox and, and, and all the big wigs in this space by you leaving a rating and a review and helps this show grow organically through the grassroots. And that's why you guys are the best. And that's why I've got a koozie for you. So send me a screenshot, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com of that rating and review. Uh, Brandon, let's talk a little WVU football here and start off with the question that I've been thinking about all offseason for this team. Is Jared Dagey the quarterback in 2021 for this program? Yeah, Pete, thanks for having me back on. I'd have to say, yeah, we've been talking about this on my radio show. Um, you know, when you go experience-wise, Jared Dagey, and, 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 you, and let's just start with this. Jared Dagey, as far as statistically, was sitting at number two in the Big 12 as far as yards um, behind Radler at Oklahoma. So as, not, as far as production, yards-wise, completion percentage, he wasn't bad. I mean, he sat at 63.9%, so rounded up to 64%. He threw over 2,500 yards. He had 14 scores. What didn't help him is the wide receivers just couldn't hang on to the football. I mean, plain and simple. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't overthrow wide receivers at times, but Daigie was productive enough to win football games. Uh, obviously, the last time out in the bowl game wasn't his best performance, and he got replaced ultimately. And, you know, WVU did pick up the victory in that bowl game. But if you look at production-wise and experience, it's got to go to Dangy. I, I, I understand fans are super excited for Garrett Green. He came in as the number 21 dual threat quarterback back in 2020, and he does have the ability to do different things than Dangy eventually in the offense. I, I'm not I'm not rolling out as well that maybe Neil Brown may have some packages, especially in the red zone or as you get closer to the goal line with Garrett Green's athletic ability to maybe take the ball in himself or create different plays for him on the field. So you could see Garrett Green on the field at times during the season. I don't know how often, but I going into the year, I got to think that Jared Diggy is the starter. Now that's interesting because I, I agree there's hype around Garrett Green. I think it's um, deserved, but I mean, boy, there are so many times, uh, Brandon, that I would see Diggy back there and he's just a statue, man. And I, I, I just wonder if the ceiling for West Virginia is kind of where it is, which is bowl eligibility and not much more with this guy at quarterback. Is that fair? Or do you think that he is capable of taking that next step, whatever that might be? Well, I think bolstering, um, you know, just starting with their wide receiver core. I mean, they have a ton of wide receivers that can make plays, and it just goes back to the fact that, you know, catch the ball. But you go back to him staying in the pocket and saying his statue, uh, necessarily, you know, Neil Brown talked about that in, in the spring is working on his footwork. You know, he even pointed out to Tom Brady – not the greatest athlete, but what makes him so great is his footwork and the ability to move in the pocket. Uh, just one of the things that makes Tom Brady great. So those are things that they've worked with Daigie, uh in the spring. I'm sure to continue throughout whenever we get to the fall. I mean, obviously you want to see that uh, get better as far as his footwork. He tends to also um, 
you know, rushes, throws. He tends to also uh, maybe sometimes wait too long, sometimes not wait long enough for plays to develop. Um, and that also has a lot to do with the offensive line, which I think is starting to improve too. But I do agree with you. He does need to work on his footwork, and Neil Brown definitely talked about that. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, what about, you know, I want to go back a couple of weeks actually to the NFL draft. Darius Stills, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, did not get drafted. Uh, the Raiders signed him, what, after the fact. I mean, is this something that uh, this guy, if he had come back, who knows what this team could do this year. I get why he left, but how surprising was it that he didn't get picked, and do you think there's any regret there from Stills himself, considering his brother's still on the team back here in Morgantown? No, I mean, he had a great year. Uh, he was an All-American player, and I don't think there's very much that he could have done unless – I mean, obviously he could have packed on some stats maybe this upcoming year and maybe gave himself a little more draft stock, but I was surprised he wasn't drafted at all. I think that was a huge surprise, not just because he's just a West Virginia guy and – um, you know, I've obviously I've watched what he did even in high school back at uh, at Fairmont. But, you know, I was just surprised he wasn't even picked in the later rounds. That was surprising. Mm-hmm. I think the things I was hearing is he was a little undersized at his position. Um, that was the biggest thing that I saw. And it seems crazy because the guy's a monster. But, um, you know, some of the guys there playing at his position in the NFL, bigger guys, uh, I guess that's just – that's the biggest knock I've heard uh, was just his size. But I, I – be honest, Pete, I was scratching my head to see that he wasn't drafted at all. I was too. I was like, you got to be kidding me. This guy, you can't get a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick out of Darius Stills. I was stunned uh, to watch that unfold. Take me through, Brandon Lowe is joining us, uh, the jock in West Virginia, covers the Mountaineers, a great talk show host there. Take me through, Brandon, uh, Neil Brown. There were some overtures in the offseason about maybe a connection to the Auburn job. But I'll tell you what, this guy, I really think he's a great fit for West Virginia. I, I think he's a great fit for the program, the culture there, and he seems to really buy into that too. Do you believe Neil Brown is genuine about his love for this team and this program, or if the right SEC gig came up, would he go? I think it starts with the athletic department and Shane Lyons and their belief in him, giving him the extension already, and he's just going into, what, his third year. So I think uh, the fact that West Virginia extended an extension out to him and he accepted tells us all that we need to know as far as his commitment to the program, as well as the athletic department and what they think of Neil Brown and what he's done from year one to year two and the future of the football program. I think Neil Brown, you and I have had this discussion, is the perfect fit for West Virginia. Um, he's a Don Nealon type uh, uh, coach that, you know, won't necessarily be fiery at all times, but picks his moments and, uh, and, and loves uh, to be competitive. I mean, he is a fiery coach when he needs to be, but he's a guy that ultimately cares about his players and the direction of this program. So I think Neil Brown should be in Morgantown for years to come. Now I'm not saying if the right SEC, the right SEC job for Neil Brown that most people point to obviously is Kentucky. I mean, that's the, and that's crazy because you're like Kentucky, you know, it's not a, not a program known for their football program, but you know, he has ties there. Um, and, and it's really, uh, you know, it's Homestead, Kentucky. So I think the only place that could pull him away and I, I don't know if I see it in the near future would be Kentucky. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, I get it. That's his, um, as you mentioned, he's got deep roots there, but I mean, West Virginia, you tell me if I'm wrong here, culturally, a lot of similarities between those two places. I feel like the only difference is a state line, but maybe that would be enough to drag him out of there. If, uh, if the Mark Stoops era ever came to an end. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's very similar as far as terrain, uh, recruiting, wise i mean west virginia uh will obviously hit that that state for some players uh you know reese smith came out of the same high school 
as uh, Neil Brown. So, you know, obviously, you know, recruiting as well, it wouldn't be much of a change. I mean, obviously in Morgantown, you're heading towards DC area. Um, you know, you got Ohio and, you know, further up North in New Jersey, um, Pennsylvania, all those areas. But yeah, Kentucky is definitely, you know, as you said, not a different, uh, not very much difference between the two as far as terrain and, and recruiting areas and, um, you know, high school levels and, and, and all that. But yeah, I, I, I just, I, the thing I hear about Neil Brown is I'm not saying it's the right job because any coach can go to a different place at any time. It's exactly what it is. It's a job. It's a profession. You want to keep moving up the ranks. But the only thing I'm hearing is if, if the Kentucky job, came open it'd probably be right now the only job that he would leave morgantown for what about uh when you look at this team now back to what's going on on the field do you look at this and do you say to yourself hey if these fill in the blank wide receivers can can take the next step i mean there were a lot of drops early in the year i think i'm still counting sam james's drops but if these wide receivers can take the next step or you know if letty brown can get a nice one-two punch in the backfield this team can do what it has to do an offense to take that next step as a program is that going to be the difference or is it something else I think the biggest difference, there's two. I mean, offensive line obviously has added some pieces. Doug Nestor comes in from Virginia Tech. I mean, obviously that was improved from year one to year two. Zach Frazier, I think, is going to move over to center. That's what most are saying. They got more guys with experience there at the uh, at the offensive line. Now, the biggest thing was the running attack and their losses. The rushing attack and their losses was significantly lower than in their wins. I mean, I think it was 150 yards plus in between wins and losses as far as you know, how many rushing yards they got. I think if they got over 200 yards, it was guaranteed a win last season. Um, you mentioned the wide receivers dropping balls. That's obviously going to be a huge part. Um, Bryce Ford Wheaton talked about in practice and spring ball that they, I think they caught over 80,000 or something footballs. They were throwing them at them. So um, a big guy, wide receiver outside of Bryce Ford Wheaton is Winston Wright. He's been a guy they've been talking about all spring. He should be uh, on everybody's list as far as, uh, national writers, broadcasters, when you start covering the Big 12, because that kid's going to have himself a year uh, if the offense is at a high level, as they should. And you were talking about Sam James. I mean, that's a kid that came in, and you and I talked about him before last season, uh, before the season, I believe, that he's a kid that needs to continue to get better. He's got the ability um, when he first set foot on the field. Uh, he, I mean, he's a guy that can take it to the house at any point. He just needs to uh, to focus in and and get going as far as not dropping the football. And then you got Sean Ryan. I mean, this team's loaded with wide receivers everywhere. It's just, are you going to consistently catch the ball? And uh, who's going to step up? You need one or two guys to step up uh, to make some plays. As you know, a passing league in the Big 12, you're going to have to be able to move the football through the air. And that's one thing West Virginia has lacked is big-time uh, plays downfield with the passing game. Neil Brown's pointed it out. And if, uh, if they can get that going this year, you could see finally that offense start taking shots downfield. Brandon Lowe is joining us, uh, the jock in West Virginia. So, Brandon, take me through then uh, this offseason. 247 Sports called the Mountaineers one of the losers of the transfer portal, losing key starters like Tyke Smith and Drayshon Miller. Smith especially to Georgia. Uh, and Neil Brown told SiriusXM earlier in the offseason that he felt that there were some tampering issues with his now former players. How much traction is that getting, or is that maybe excuse-making for guys leaving the program? No, I think that that's that's natural. I mean, Neil Brown is a straight shooter. That's another quality that I think a lot of us West Virginians appreciate. Uh, there's one quality about West Virginians where we're nice, but you know, we'll, we'll definitely tell you our thoughts <laughs> and what we think if uh, if we think uh, something may be fishy or 
as uh, Neil Brown said, some tampering. I mean, come on. I mean, Jamal Adai takes the job at Georgia, and then Tyke Smith transfers to Georgia. I mean, it's a guy that had a relationship. I'm not saying he tampered with him, but obviously obviously there is a, uh, you know, there was a relationship there. I'm not saying it's tampering, but obviously he wanted to go to Georgia where a coach that he was comfortable with and that relationship goes. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as the other guys are concerned, I'm sure there was probably, you know, there's probably been some things going on, but that's college athletics. As we found out through basketball, there's things going on. Um, I'm not surprised uh, by the comments. And if he said it was going on, I don't know if it was or not, but I tend to believe him. I don't think a coach would say something unless they fully believe that there was tampering going on. But, I mean, you, you lose guys like Tyke Smith, who I think is an NFL guy. I mean, that's a huge hit for you. But then you bring in an Arizona transfer and Scotty Young Jr., who's eligible to play, and I think he's going to be really big for them. Kerry Martin Jr. is back as well. Um, and then, you you know, Alonzo Adais uh, is back at safety, and Sean Mahone is back at safety as well. So um, there's a lot of guys there that still can help you. Uh, despite then you have the Penn State uh, transfer that came in as well. So it's not like they're going to be, uh, you know, lacking any type of support there after losing those guys. Those are big hits. But as far as being a loser in a transfer portal, I, quite honestly, Pete, I'm I'm, I'm kind of tired of the transfer portal. <laughs> and I, was, I mean, I'm so tired of yeah. talking about the transfer portal, but unfortunately it's a part of uh, what college athletics has become. Yeah, that's, uh, that is an unfortunate reality. He's Brandon Lowe, the jock in West Virginia, does a great job there. Always appreciate him coming on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Brandon, great to talk some Mountaineers, man. Appreciate you being here. Hey, man, thanks for thinking of me, and always a pleasure talking to you, Pete. Good stuff with Brandon Lowe. I'm Pete Mundo. Before you leave, leave a quick rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you leave me a rating and a review on iTunes, send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I will get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. It's our little way of saying thank you for helping this show grow every week through the grassroots. So thank you guys for doing that. It would mean the world to me if you would, and we'll talk to you next week.